the Tom and Jared Gaming Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tom and Jared Gaming Show, the show where we talk about all things video game related to what the latest news stories are of the day, to what video games we're collecting, to what we're doing playthroughs of, and have deep discussions on really, really important uh, life issues about video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so how, tell us, how have you been this week, Jared? Pretty all right. Uh, pretty all right. That's uh, good. <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, okay. So for our first topic, we're going to talk about the presidential debate. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. we're on the politics show. Yeah. Since we're on the politics show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you know they had the first debate in the Modern Warfare 2 lobby? <laughs> <laughs> Gaming. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, I was, a. yesterday was one of those nights I was lying in bed, a lake really late at night, couldn't get to sleep and, you know, just looking through videos on, uh, you know, my iPad. And, uh, one of the videos I found was this Reddit, was those stupid text-to-speech Reddit videos, uh, and the topic of the video was what's a job that isn't as fun what are jobs that aren't as fun as most people expect and uh this was brought up a couple of times in the video uh but it was um a, a job that was listed as not a a job that isn't as fun as people would expect is a video game testing yeah because <laughs> uh and i kind of figured this too because uh you know, at a glance, it seems like it would be a fun job to be a video game tester, but I can see like some of the problems of working in that field. Yeah. For one thing, uh, you know, when you work in that field as a video game tester, uh, you're not playing fully realized games. You're not playing the final product. You're playing through early builds of the game and you have to play a level over and over again to see if there's like bugs in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll probably end up hating the game by the time it's over, by the time it's over, even if it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh yeah. And speaking of which, when you do, when you, when you start out as a video game tester, you're probably not going to play test the newest, you know, GTA game or something like that. You're probably gonna be playtesting like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks for PS2, or or, or a game like uh, uh, I don't know that YouTuber kid racing game, or some other or some other game that's meant for an eight-year-old child or younger. And uh, it works. Just, just, just get out this game out of my sight. It works. It's fine. No need to test it anymore. Delete it. They're like, oh yeah, and you're gonna have to play. Yeah, it's it's uh, amazing. I know. And here's the thing: is that you're gonna have to play those kinds of games for like eight to ten hours a day, every day, to to find bugs and shit. So just to remember that before you decide to become a video game tester. Me personally, looking into being a video game tester, I feel like if I did that as a career, I would just get sick of video games. Because that, if if become your job. If, it, if it became my job, I would hate it, you know. Anything, oh. a lot of times, something become your job like that. It's just, you end up like, just like, ugh. 
especially after a while. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if if you did anything, it doesn't really matter what. If if you did anything for eight hours a day for five days a week, you're probably gonna get sick of it after a while. Even like YouTubers, like when they, I mean, not play testing, but like the way they have to make video game reviews, they get codes all the time and shit. And they have to like keep up with that stuff. I mean, yeah, you have to put all your time into. I see you play through the game. You get to have your job where you get to just play and beat games, but like then you have to like, yeah, I don't know. You have to like think. You can't just like enjoy the game. You have to like right. You have to have your notepad or some shit, or I don't know. You have to have a notepad. You review the stuff. And you like write down things. Yeah, it, it, go ahead. work. Yeah, especially like if you're a video game journalist too, because oh, video yeah. game journalists too, like they don't have as much freeway, uh, freeway in that department. Because if you're a, a, and I know video game journalists get a lot of crap for different things for good reasons, but if you work as a video game journalist, uh, you you work for a corporation and you work for someone who wants stories done by their time you're working on their time so when you get so if you're a journalist and you get a code for a video game or something you like have to play it as much as you can and, and write a review as soon because here's the thing about video game journalists is that they will try to they pressure their journalists and whatnot to like get get a review out as soon as possible like that's like the name of the game like don't get it's not to get who can give the best well-rounded review it's like who can get who can get their first review out as soon as possible before anyone else because people are like oh, is this game good and then and they search it out right the day it comes out or the weekend so they just gotta get the first gotta get the most clicks gotta get the first clicks you know absolutely yeah. and it's and that's why a lot of I think that's why a lot of just uh, you know game reviews you see by like professional game journalists are kind of dog shit, yeah. you know, because it's like yeah. you gave a good game a ten out of uh, of four or three three or four out of ten, but you give this shitty or mediocre game a ten out of ten, you know, like there's they yeah. they get a lot of. Like there's a lot of games that get really good ratings that don't really deserve ratings that high. Uh, yeah. It's like I don't know, like like fucking Call of Duty Ghosts. I think on IGN that got like a nine or ten out of ten. And <laughs> sometimes games like Pokemon will get lower scores because of really dumb reasons, like the water isn't realistic enough, or something like that, or it's or it's too realistic. Imagine giving a game a poor score because of the water physics of the game. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Um, but anyways, folks, today is going to be a shorter episode than normal because I have no stories at all for this week. Um, mm. It's And it's probably going to be a shorter episode because of that. Uh, I tried getting like five questions that Jared and I could talk about. I couldn't think I couldn't come up with a couple, you know, other questions in time. So it's going to be like three questions. And then after that, I think the, you know, we're going to end the podcast after that. So, or, or no, we still, Jared still has his thing about, collecting video games and i still have my thing about doing talking about playthroughs and stuff so we'll still do yeah. those things but i've got like no stories this week it's 
it's uh, and I'm sorry, folks, but I've I've been very busy this week, very busy, not with just school, but a lot of life stuff in general. I won't get too deep into it because I don't want to give too much away about my personal life. But it's been hectic. It's been busy. Uh, so what I think we're just going to do is we'll do the three questions. We'll do Jared and I will do our segments and then we'll just wrap up the podcast. It's not going to be as long as normal, probably, but uh, it's it's it is what it is. So. Uh, OK, so first question I have for you, Jared, is. uh um, there's a lot of video game. well, not video games, there's, it's, you know, it's been fairly common for movies and, uh, for movie studios to try their hand at, like, a, at a video game adaptation, and most of the time it doesn't turn out too well, except for, like, you know, Pokemon and Sonic, those are, like, the two exceptions, for the most part it doesn't really go out, turn out that well. Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask your opinion. What is it about video games that makes it really hard for to be adapted into like a movie? What well, like what's your opinion on that? Uh, I guess that's a topic that's been like discussed by a lot of people, or and like they they probably give better insight than I can. I I, I probably can. I don't really watch a lot of movies anymore, but <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to think uh, of uh of some points uh. I'm just thinking about a lot of like bad video game movies that have coming out, but there's a couple good ones that you that like that are decent. Like I can think of like first Mortal Kombat. Uh, I did I do the Tomb Raider movie's dumb, but I do kind of like it. And I think uh, what was the other movie? Silent Hill is a decent movie, even though it has has flaws. But uh, um uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, um. I think, well, my personal take on it is that yeah. part of what makes it really hard to do a, a movie adaptation of a video game is that video games are a very different medium of entertainment compared to movies because video games are interactive. You're you're engaging in the entertainment that you're partaking yourself in. Mm-hmm. When it comes to movies, you know, when you're watching a movie, you're an observer of whatever story is unfolding. For video games, you get to be a part of that story. And that's one thing. But for, but also for like, in, ter- in terms of like story and all that, the reason it's really common to, for books to get film or movie adaptations is because books have story. Books have a lot of lore behind it. Not every video game has story or lore behind it it's more common nowadays but not all games are like that like the fucking super mario brothers for example you know the reason mario brothers is like it's about oh like it's about it's it's really just about a plumber saving the princess from this from bowser a a giant koopa monster Mm -hmm. that's that's basically it that's basically the story for pretty much every mainline mario game ever it's and you know it's kind of hard to try to make a a a whole movie a feature length film based on that one simple kind simple piece of plot and i and Mm -hmm. i think that's why the 
the, when they tried making a movie of it of Mario Brothers in the eighties, it just turned into garbage because it was just it, they had to make up a whole bunch of bullshit to fill in for a lot of what of what you know Mario Brothers is missing. Like they had to come up with lore, a story. There's a whole behind, there's you know, a whole thing in that movie. Like there's like a original plot of the people. There's a whole story on that game on that movie. How it turned to shit. How even the actors hated it. There's a video you can watch. You can watch that goes to the whole plot of that movie. Uh, not whole plot. The whole like segment and the directors are just pieces of shit. And just like <laughs> they they changed everything. They wanted shit happening, man. Like that movie is like like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but also I guess it gets to that point that also it's true that a lot of because a lot of times they just pick like the worst like. The thing that doesn't have that much plot that, or just like a source that's like, you know, like some movies, like the, you know, it's more like interactive, and this is more, uh, you know, how you are you talking about like a lot of the things they choose is like, uh, how, how could you make that into a movie? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. there's more like poor choices of like adaptations. Like, what am I thinking of like Doom? Like I guess you can make Doom all right, but like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and just and like not flushing it out. I don't know. I don't and like maybe or yeah. I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of movies anymore, so I, I'm not the best at talking about this. Stuff. I get no, what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying though, and that actually sounds interesting. I'd love to watch it. Is that like a documentary on YouTube? The Super Mario uh, Brothers it's thing. By, it's by, it's by it's by uh, the YouTuber um, um, uh, what's what's his name uh, Matt McMuscles have you ever heard oh it's a it's a video essay all right it sounds interesting I'll I'll still watch it yeah it's in it's got it's got, it's got a series called, it's called What Happened and uh, that's basically it's about all Super Mario Brothers in the movie okay it's pretty interesting well so, you know so, send it to me <laughs> like when we're after this podcast send it to me I'd be interested in watching it um uh, mm-hmm. but yeah but besides but besides that um. But, but going back to story, uh, you know, nowadays it's very common for video games to have story and to be story driven. And, you know, th- there's a lot of, you know, high quality narrative driven video games today. Like one of my personal favorites is Heavy Rain. That's a fantastic game. That's like one of my favorite story narrative driven games is, is Heavy Rain. But, you know, you've also got games like The Last of Us. The first one, the first Last of Us. Keep that in mind. Because I played it, the second one. How would you know? I own the first, second one. I need to play it. <laughs> Damn. You might, well, you might enjoy the gameplay, but you're not gonna enjoy the story. As far <laughs> as I say that, if I won't, I won't go into too much detail because I know you tried avoiding spoilers, and I'll respect that. Uh, and, and congrats on you for avoiding spoilers when there was like a crap ton of leaks that came out just a few weeks. Like a, or actually a couple months before the game was released, mm-hmm. but uh, you get my point. There's a lot of really good, you know, story-driven games out there, and and part of what makes those particular games uh, an experience an experience for the player is that the player is actively taking in a role in the story. They get to shift how how the story unfolds into the game, uh, and 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 and. Some and for some video and for some games, the story, the plot is like the main focus, and uh, the and and then the player is just a person who gets to interact with that world and get to decipher how how like the story plays out. 
and and, yeah. and in that sense, like and in, in a sense like that, games like Heavy Rain and uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, they're not really they're not in a way they're a movie of itself, ex- except they're a, they're an interactive film. Excuse me. So if you try, being that you have all of this, um, like you have all of this more players have this much freedom when they get to do stories and whatnot you know how could you tune that into a regular film where you basically just watch a a singular plot from beginning to end because at that point you're just an observer 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 you're not actually taking charge of the plot yeah you'll have a role in it but uh also, maybe it could depend on how people care about the source material, which also gives me to another point, maybe. I mean, this is just a generalization or maybe just a hunch. I don't really know for sure. But I also, also feel like maybe because maybe a lot of older one films, like video games were maybe a little less respected back in the back before then, so they didn't care as much, even though they were popular before. They're like, because now they're just like a full media. Well, back to like in the 90s or the 80s, they're just sort of like, you know, the video games weren't as popular as like, respected as they were now so they just didn't give as much of a shit maybe that could be a part of why a lot of these movies were bad <laughs> maybe that, that could have something to do with it um but I was, go ahead but I, I just I, it was just a random thought that came in my head about like games becoming like too uh store not story driven but basically more like a movie like you said like you said I, I feel like I, most of the times I think they do it well because you know it's it's the, the story is really good, but sometimes I feel like the, a lot of times the gate where the game could be really not not the greatest or like kind of annoying and it's like like I always felt like I can't think of a game at the moment but like like there's a game where like <laughs> it's essentially it's a good story but it feels like during the gameplay portions they're just sort of yanking the it's like they're yanking the remote from from me playing press and pause. Because the gameplay sucks. You want to keep going. Because it's, I don't know. You know what I mean. I, I could think. Was. Yeah, I get that. And I, me personally, I can think of one game like that. And it's I actually have it right here. It's uh, this one, Death Stranding. Yeah. Because this is a game. That, to me, this is a game that's like that. Because it has a really unique story. Um, from what I've played of it, but the gameplay is really boring. Because the yeah. gameplay, it's essentially just a walk-in simulator. You have to make deliveries and shit. Yeah. I I could not get much enjoyment out of that game. No, like no offense to Hideo Kojima, he's made some pretty good shit. You know, and I and like me personally, like I want to play Metal Gear Solid Five one of these days. I've never I've dabbled into the first one a little bit, and I don't know much about the series in general. But damn, Metal Gear Solid Five looks really fun, and I and I know I'm probably gonna get confused about the story and all that. But you know, I've seen gameplay of it; it looks really you know fun to play. Mm -hmm. So I I'm I you know I I personally I I'm looking forward to playing that game. But this, but this game right here, this is not to me. This isn't as good of a quality game as like. Something like uh, the the past Metal Gear Solid games because this is, it's it's trying this game tries more to be a a movie than an actual video game, which I I get that and to be and to be fair I get that, and it's because that you know Hideo Kojima is 
he want at heart like a film director, even though he's like yeah. a video game director. Because before he got into video games, like Hideo Kojima, he wanted to be a film director. I don't know how he he went from films to video games, and like you can tell in the Metal Gear Solid series is that there's a lot of cinematic moments in those games. So, yeah. you know, I I think uh, when it comes and it, <clears throat> when it comes to when it comes to games like that that are have a good story, but just have awful gameplay, I don't think I could play it. If I'm really interested in the story, I might like just watch a walkthrough on YouTube or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just get a fair fear of games just becoming too. Ni- like driven like a movie, and it just sort of, and then the gameplay just feels like, oh fuck you, pause. I'm pausing the movie over and over. You can't you can't go to the next part. I'm pausing, rewind, uh, pausing, rewinding. Huh? It's like, come on, dude. It should. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I always get scared of that. I feel like the gameplay and the story should be kind of equal. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I mean games like Heavy Rain, where like it's like and stuff like that, it's kind of an exception because you know it's the it's sort of like you know like different kind of game, you know, like that with the but like I'm saying, like in a game, like an action game, something like that, that's like that narrative driven. I mean, I think we're still going to have games that re- that yeah. require like a challenge or something like that. Because you have to yeah. keep in mind. Yeah. Because you have to keep in mind East, esports is a fairly big thing from a global perspective. And there's a lot of people who love watching like people compete for like video games and on a, in a video game and all that and i know that's like speaking from a multiplayer standpoint and not really like a single player campaign standpoint but you're still going to have games that require a challenge and where you're going to have to like fight it out with other players and whatnot now yeah. i th- i mean i don't think it's going to ever going to be like exclusively story driven games i'm sure you're going to have games that are meant to be yeah. like fun you know you're, you're, you're it's supposed to give you uh-huh. a challenge it's supposed to you know, uh, something that you can like enjoy trying to beat, you know, like uh, Cuphead or Mega Man or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's about it, unless you have any other thoughts on, on the subject. Not really. <laughs> okay. So, uh, next question. All right. Okay. So next question, um, this is something that I've known about for a while, but I know you're a Pokemon fan, I've, I'd, so I never knew if you've ever tried this out. Have you ever done a yeah. Pokemon Nuzlocke? No, I have no. never. I have watched people do it, and I've enjoyed some play. I've enjoyed a few plays, like one or two, where people did it, but I've never done it myself. I've never had the drive. I've never had the drive to play it through entire. I mean, it takes enough just to play through them normally. If I needed to play through them again or play through them with that, that doing that uh, that restriction, I mean, I, good for people that do it. But if I'm just doing it by myself in my house and not like a lot, a lot of people do it as like a, as a stream or, or something like that, and it's fun for them. But like, I don't know, it feels kind of weird just to do it by yourself and sitting yeah. in your my game room or. We should yeah. probably we should probably explain what the rules are for a Pokemon Nuzlocke for people who don't know what that is. Uh, so. <laughs> that's the first rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay that that was a yeah. that was a conveniently timed burp. So I think, 
I think there's three main rules to uh, Nuzlocke when you're when you if you choose to do to to play by those rule sets in a Pokemon game. Uh, the first rule is that you can only catch one Pokemon for every route you go to. Once you catch mm-hmm. a Pokemon, you can't catch any more Pokemon that you come across on that route. The second rule is that if your Pokemon loses a fight in battle, the Pokemon is dead. It, it, it hasn't. It's not. The the Pokemon doesn't pass out. Your Pokemon's dead. And once it's dead, you can't use that Pokemon again. Just throw that away and get a different Pokemon. And I think the third rule is that you have to you have to name your Pokemon. You have to give it a nickname, which I don't really get why. Maybe just so you you have to grow more attached to the Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, it's entertaining on stream when you have the have the names, I guess. <laughs> yep. And also on the first step, you when you when when you also if you make if you uh, what do you call it make the to beat the Pokemon before you catch it you can't you can't you you'll have to like you can't catch any more Pokemon on that route even if you don't catch it and you accidentally kill it on accident. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing. So if you kill a Pokemon on a route, you can't catch any more Pokemon in that route. Yeah, so it's like that first Pokemon you have to catch it. I think I believe you have to catch it. But if you accidentally like beat it and not catch it, then uh, then then you make a mistake like that, and you can't catch anything on that route. I think that's a rule. I'm pretty sure, but I I don't I've never done one, so I don't know for sure. All right. Well, maybe there's more other rules besides the one I listed. Those are just the ones that I know about. Um, but I don't know. I've never really you know, um, me personally, I've never really attempted a Nuzlocke either. I've only played like two or three Pokemon games at all, and I just played them normally for the most part, but I think I get why people play by those rule sets, and it's because, you know, Pokemon is essentially a baby's first RPG. <laughs> it's very, very simplistic and easy to understand, like, how, what it is you have to do and, like, how to play it. So, for people who grew up with the series and have fallen in love with it. I could see why they want it. They'd want to add self-imposing rules just to give themselves more of a challenge. So it, it makes sense in my, in my opinion. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe I'll do one one day. Maybe one day. You're going to stream it. <laughs> maybe. No, maybe. Um, maybe I'll do that with like pocket Morty's. <laughs> Do it with a mobile phone game, like the the Rick and Morty equivalent to to Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, first one. Yep. Got to be <laughs> the first one. Yep. Ugh. But yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we might I'll talk more a little bit on that later. Um. So, you have any other thoughts before we move on? Not not a single one. Okay. <laughs> you got any thoughts on that stupid... I'm just kidding. kidding. Nope. Anyways, third and final question before we move on to the last couple of segments. Uh, this might be a repeat of a question I asked last week, but I'm being a bit more specific with this one. Um, is there... Uh, uh, we talked about when we were talking about video game soundtracks that Sonic is like one of my favorite 
video game music because there's a lot of good soundtracks from the Sonic games. Uh, is mm-hmm. there uh, what's like what's like your favorite either song or just favorite Sonic game with like that that you think has the best soundtrack? Is there a, a, a game that comes to mind? Man, so this the, from nostalgic picks, I I gotta go with uh, torn between Adventure One and Two. They're they're just they got so much bangers. Oh I, yeah, I, definitely. I grew up on, but also I might go with the I might go with a uh, a really obscure pick with uh, with one of this is a uh, that song like one song that gives me like kind of makes me like. Super nostalgic. I mean, I'm I'm tearing up. Not not because I'm yawning, but not <laughs> not because of the song. Maybe it's both. But the 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 menu music for Sonic Mega Collection on the GameCube really gives me the feels because <laughs> I'm like, oh, the memories of playing that. Cause that was my first Sonic game. Oh, I think that was the main Sonic game I played. So I had all those games on it, and, and I mean that, that's sort of a weird pick. But I don't listen to that every day. But that's one song that gives me nostalgic. Feels, but uh, my favorite soundtracks, uh, uh, yeah, Adventure One, Adventure Two. Um, there's just so many good ones. It's hard to pick. Sonic Heroes is all right, but there's some. Uh, uh, that was a little less memorable to me. Uh, what's yours? What's mine? Um, oh, well, if I had to go by nostalgia too, I I'd probably say Adventure Two because. Adventure Two has like it's all entirely like there's not not that there's anything wrong with Adventure One like I love Adventure One's music but Invent Adventure Two it uh, soundtrack it was entirely rock songs if you remember like all this well except for like Knuckles stages because Knuckle and Rouge is like Knuckles stages had like jazz music uh well hadn't or no 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 Knuckles music had rap music and then uh, Rouge's stages had like jazz music. But like everyone yeah. else's stages had like hard rock music, Sonic mm-hmm. Shadow, Tails, Eggman, all of their stages had like hard rock music in it, and uh, I, I I I always enjoy like all this the soundtrack it, it, soundtracks in Adventure Two. But my two favorite songs from Adventure Two is probably City Escape, and uh, you know, Live and Learn, which is. Ironic because those are the first and last stages and the songs in the game. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, um, I'm kind of sick of hearing that City Escape song personally, but really, <laughs> yeah, I heard it so. Yeah, it's not something I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd ever come back. I'd ever listen to on my own time, but uh, I get it. But uh, you know. But those are just uh, like if I'm talking from nostalgia. Like a lot of the modern Sonic games have awesome music. Like. Uh, I love Endless Possibilities from Sonic Unleashed. I love... Um, what was that song? Oh, yeah. I love uh, Reach for the Stars from Sonic Colors. It's, it's... I have two words for you. Yeah? Sonic R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. soundtrack friggin' bangs. Can you feel the sunshine? Damn, I can. You know it. I can feel the sunshine. I wasn't even thinking of Sonic R, but you got a good point. Th- those have some pretty good soundtracks. Some of them, some of them, it's so, it's so unfitting, but I don't care. <laughs> that woman sings her sings her ass off in that on that on that game, and 
<laughs> that's it, it it goes hard yeah it's weird to think that all these musicians put so much work into the sonic soundtrack like they put like their heart and soul into like the these music pieces it's crazy mm-hmm. also another one from uh, sort of song gems collection uh sonic the fighters has, has a pretty underrated soundtrack <laughs> yeah. it replaced sonic the fighters uh, that's a weird obscure one but that's just me i've played yeah <laughs> I've played Sonic the Fighters. I was never that big of a fan just because it's a really weird and obscure fighting game. Like, for those who don't know what that is. I've only played a little bit of it. I can't even tell you how, like, the soundtrack is like because I've played it. I think I've played it, like, maybe two or three times at most. I I don't. It's a a really weird game. Oh, also, I forgot about uh, Sonic Mania. It's another one. Oh yeah, Sonic Mania, that's a good one. That's got a awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like Studiopolis. I think that's like my favorite one. In terms yeah. of like the brand new stages in it, Studiopolis is probably like my favorite one. Well, and then another one that came to my mind is uh this is sort of a weird one. Sonic C D. Yeah, Sonic C D is good too. <laughs> it's got it's got two soundtracks. Oh yeah, that's true. This is weird. Basically. The American one I grew up with, kind of a weird soundtrack. It's got good tracks on it, but I don't know if it compares to the Japanese one. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, but speaking of which, I'm just about... you're just rambling. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just rambling about different soundtracks. Oh, okay. So what were we gonna say? But speaking of game soundtracks, a, a Sonic game who which whose sound which uh. A Sonic game, which uh, a Sonic game soundtrack that I really love is Sonic Generations, because Sonic Generations has a lot of interesting remixes and remakes of a lot of like old school Sonic songs. Like I love. Go ahead. Yeah, I got some good remixes on there. Yeah. Because I I like the I I like how they remade all the rival boss themes for Metal Sonic Shadow and Silver. I love like the state I love how they remade some of the music for uh Sonic Gener- for for like old games like I like how they redid City Escape for how they did City Escape how they did they redid um trying to think like Chemical Plant and, and Green Hill Zone and you know I I like how they they mixed up the that how they how just they mixed up like you know already established songs and made it into something new mm-hmm. to me that stands out which so, hmm? oh yeah i mean some of the electronic songs can sound a little a little dated but you know it still sounds pretty it's still pretty cool but uh that's yeah. just <laughs> probably yeah like the uh yeah electronic music's a little bit dated because i remember i played like far good, Co- yeah because i know and I know this isn't a Sonic game, so this is a bit, you know, we're going a little bit off the rails. Uh, I know when I when I played Far Cry Five, Far Cry Three, the first time I played Far Cry Three was a few years after was a few years after Far Cry Five, and I remember like one of the sometimes one of the pieces of music, the soundtracks you'd hear in the game is dubstep, and I'm like, oh. When I and when I heard it, I'm like, oh, that's a piece of music that hasn't been relevant in years. 
but like I kind of get it. Like dubstep was kind of mainstream when that game first came out. So, excuse me. Uh, and I burped yeah. again. <laughs> but yeah, those are just my thoughts on. I guess those are our thoughts on Sonic soundtracks. Unless you have anything else to add. Yeah, I probably could go like all day about different ones. Like, oh, this game, this game, this game, this game. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, you know. I yeah. grew up playing a lot of them, so a lot of them are ingrained in my brain. Maybe some of them I just, like, like I've heard, like, the original Sonic soundtrack as a kid, the second game, the third game so much is kind of, like, uh, ingrained in my brain. But, like, I, I don't ever want to, I don't really go back and, like, put them on or listen to them personally. And also, I have a few weird weird thing with the soundtrack keep thinking about i just thought about sonic 3 because uh i grew up playing the pc version the uh the, the one on pc and the the music i used to listen to in that game was the uh, general midi soundtrack the midi soundtrack not the genesis one it's not, you know it sounds like the uh, it's weird it sounds simplistic general midi but i actually kind of prefer it because i a blind nostalgia <laughs> it sounds weird but I get it. That's just so <laughs> yeah, nostalgia can blind you from things that you may not know about or whatever. Because uh, well, it was funny. I, in my brain. Yeah. Well, nostalgia can blind you from things that you know, th- things that you think might be good but turn out to be bad, like uh, you know, Sonic 06. Because I thought that was a good game when I was a kid, so. Uh, but actually, I, I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier, but a game that I uh, that I played as a kid, I used to play a lot as a, as a kid, was a, a month or two ago, it was featured in an Angry Video Game episode. An Angry Video Game Nerd episode, was, yeah. it was uh, Mission Impossible. I oh, used yeah, to, Mission Impossible. I used to play that all the time as, as a kid. That was like one of my favorite games for the N64. And then I... It's I like Huh? <laughs> it's you... like the most common 64 game. I see that one all the time. Really? <laughs> hmm. I didn't know that. But... <sighs> I know when I was a kid, I had like a small handful of N64 games, and that was one of them was Mission Impossible. I loved it. I played it a lot. Not as much as like Mario 64 or Toy Story 2, but... Mission Impossible was was one that I'd play a lot. Um, and apparently, it, it's 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 dog shit according to video game nerd, <laughs> to to the nerd. So, I don't know. You learn something every day. That I don't know why I I didn't mention that earlier. It would have been interesting to mention for the podcast when it first happened, but because I saw yeah. it back then. But uh, yeah, it's, you just want to move on to the last couple of segments. It sounds like we're, sure. we're pretty much finished. Okay, so uh, I'm getting since I'm feeling tired, I'll just uh, get get mine out of the way with. Uh, so for for games I've done playthroughs of, I don't know. I've been doing just mainly multiplayer games. I haven't done any like campaigns at all. Uh, something that. I'll briefly talk about is uh, that I that I want that I'll briefly talk about is a uh, 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 Call of Duty Modern Warfare's uh, Halloween event. The their battle royale mode Warzone is having like a Halloween event, 
and it's kind of fun because there's uh, for like their Halloween event they they included two game modes. One is trick or trick or trios, which is it's it's not it's nothing that interesting in my opinion. It's basically like it, it's basically just regular battle royale trios. It's the same map, but just they made it they they made it so that it happened at night. Pretty much, it's basically mm. dark. So there isn't really anything special there, but uh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I'm burping a lot this podcast. Maybe I should call it. Maybe I should call this the burp podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um what was I saying? Oh yeah. Anyways, Trick or Trios isn't that isn't really that special because it's just you're playing Battle Royale on a specific on on a on you're playing Battle Royale mode on like this one of the same maps but you're just it's just it they just changed it so that you're doing it at night instead of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's so that so trick or trios isn't really that special, but what is what? But what I do think is cool is the is is, is the other mode they included, which is zombie royale. Now zombie royale is basically it's battle royale. It's, it, it's basically battle royale where you're dropped into this huge map and you have to fight other players to win, but. Uh, and, and again, it's 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 not it's the same map, but just nighttime. But they added in this map, uh, there's like this green gas that's in the map that's spread throughout the map. And basically, when you die in the game, you respawn as a zombie. And in order to oh. and uh, and if you're a zombie, and if you respawn, and if you do respawn as a zombie. Uh, and and when you when you respawn as a zombie, if you die, you uh you're instead of uh you you have to go around and finding a human to kill. Like you you're still technically killing humans, whether you're a human or a zombie. But if you're a zombie, you have to find a human to kill. And once you kill them, you'll regain your humanity and you'll respawn as a human. Uh, either that, or you have to find these two purple or uh, crystals, and if you find the two crystals, you'll respawn as a human, or you have to kill another human to like respawn. So if that makes sense, uh, and it's pretty fun because you get to play playing as a zombie is fun, oh, okay. attacking you know, going around ta- attacking uh, other humans to get your humanity back and it's, it's what's also cool about zombie the zo- being a zombie is that you can jump really high so there's like a lot of uh uh dexter uh um there's like a lot of like mobility that you have to it, it it's fun i i really enjoy it yeah but cool. but if you die if you're killed as a zombie then you're out of the game for good so so it, just like in a, a standard mm-hmm. battle royale game I don't know. It's it's a, me to me the I I played the mode a few times. It's pretty fun. So go check it out if you've got you know if assuming you own a copy of uh War Warzone. Uh, let's see. Nice. Oh yeah. Other games I played. Uh, I've been playing. I, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. I was playing. I've been playing uh Pocket Morty's. For those of you who don't know, it's basically 
Rick and Pokemon, but with a Rick and Morty aesthetic. Is your pod, is are you all right, Jared? Your your camera's acting weird. Uh, I mean, I know you kind of you're sort of cutting out a little bit. But, I'm cutting uh, out. I don't know if it's happening to me too. To me, you're cutting out from your end. Yeah, are you cutting out? But I, yeah, it's like we're just cutting each other out. I was getting scared. I, was, I thought it was a me thing. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's good. To like my camera is fine. You're like you're the one who keeps cutting out. Your whose camera keeps cutting in and out. You're good now, but I don't know. If it's... Yeah, yours yours is fine too. Uh, okay, so we had a weird that. technical thing there. Oh, no. Yeah, so God will stay awake till I fin- finish this podcast. Um so I yeah. I've been playing Pocket Mortys and Pocket Mortys is basically uh a, a Pokemon but with a Rick and Morty aesthetic. It's really fun. I used to be addicted to this several years ago. Uh I played it all the time and you know you know, it was fun. It was really fun fighting different Mortys, uh, and then you know leveling up your Mortys, evolving them, combining them to make an even better Morty. It's a it's a fun game. It's uh, at its core, but uh, it's really difficult uh, doing a a mobile uh, a playthrough of a mobile game has its challenges. <laughs> For one thing is ads and microtransactions. Oh yeah. You're gonna le- you're gonna need a lot of items if you're gonna do a playthrough of this game. And in order to get money to get items, you're you can pro I think you can spend real world money because it is a fun game. Of course. But you could also watch ads to get more uh money to get items. And unfortunately, that's probably unless you don't want to spend like hundreds of dollars in in-game money uh the ads is watching ads is how you're gonna have to get a, a bunch of money unfortunately gameplay gameplay i know right <laughs> yeah like you're gonna have to watch dozens and dozens of ads just to get enough money to get all the items you, you'll need for uh, for your adventure, which it can get very tedious and annoying, because the gameplay is essentially just watching ads, and that's not really fun. I play the game for the plot. No, I play the game for the ads. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like once you've got yeah, but like once you've got everything and you need, and you can jump into the game. It's fun. It's fun to do. It's no different from like Pokemon, in my opinion. It's it's weird. I was never a big Pokemon fan, but Rick and Morty or Pocket Mortys, I, I grew obsessed with that game. It was weird. I played that all the time. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an alright game, but... Uh, uh, I don't know about doing LPs of mobile games. And then one <laughs> more thing I'm just going to say real quick, and I'm just going to wrap it up soon because I am kind of tired. I recently made a, a video recorded a video where I basically downloaded a, a bunch of uh, mobile f- uh, sh- first-person shooter mo- mobile phone games on my phone emulator just to see how I could play a mobile phone 
uh, FPS game with keyboard and mouse controls. And let me just say, it feels really weird trying to do it that way. Because yeah. it's not as natural as you might think it is. Because the thing with mobile phones is that to look, you have to use touch controls in order to like look around, shoot, and fire. And it those kinds of controls do not translate well on keyboard and mouse because you basically have to find a button to hold down in order to just look around. And then you need to find, you generally, typically have to have your mouse cursor in a specific area just to fire your gun. It's not the most ideal way to play the game. But, and uh, I'm going to make a video about this, but it's... Oh, fuck me. Um, It's basically, you know, it's not the most ideal way to play an FPS game. If you're going to play FPS games, just get uh, ones that are... If you're going to play FPS games on your PC, get ones that were meant for a PC and not for, like, a mobile phone because it's going to feel weird. Even if you're just doing it because you want to cheat and and, uh, and you want to play against people who are playing on their phones. Like, you could probably do... Like, I guess you get some advantage, but it's not a whole lot. Like, it felt really uncomfortable playing, trying to hold down the left mouse button to look around and then having... To have my cursor in a specific area just to fire my weapon. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. Also, I've played Among Us, which I think everyone's done that. So, I'm not going to get into that. But you know. <laughs> Anyways, get, get, do your thing, Jared. Do, get, do your collection segment. Okay, we're going to do this really quick. Uh, I got a bunch of interesting games. Uh, I'll just show them off. There's a lot of like unusual stuff. I'll show off a lot of it. I've stroked the first. I got one uh, 360 game. It's an early game called Project Silphied Art of Deception. It's by Square Enix. It's like mm. a flight spaceship flight game. It's like a combat game. It's it's interesting. It's an Xbox. It's only on Xbox 360. It's cheap, but it's an interesting like game. And no one ever talks about it. I don't know. So I saw a copy, and uh, here's the game actually pretty all right. And then the next game I got is a uh, a, pal, a, a European uh, PAL exclusive uh, in a, in physical. I got this at the flea market. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, it's not just Dynasty Warriors Gundam. It's Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn. It's like an enhanced port of the first Dynasty Warrior Gundam game. Whoa! So it's like uh, it's got more stuff in it, and it's more uncommon. It's like 60 over 60 dollars for some reason i don't know I, I didn't know it really existed at all but you know it just found it so i was like okay that's cool uh i got three ps4 games real quick you okay i'm fine <laughs> uh this one game i got it today i don't know if i'll keep it or not i don't know i just saw it was like a 30 dollar game i don't know if it's any good or anything i've never seen people playing this i don't do you know anything about this game? I just got it because it's a horror-type game. Uh, Seven Days to Die. Ever heard of this game? Anything about I've it? Heard of I it. don't know anything about it. I think it's like Daisy, because it's a survival horror-based yeah. game. You have to go around collecting items and stuff and survive and stuff yeah. like that. If you if you know what Daisy is like, that's a pretty similar type of game. <laughs> I just got that today. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. The next game, next thing to go through real quick, uh, some more Japanese or Euro ones. It's a game called God Eater 2. 
which has the first game included apparently probably a download code i don't i don't actually know probably. but uh it's, yeah, it's a cool action game you know it's kind of another japanese like action game you know, it's pretty neat looking it's like like you have a big weapon called, i think it's called the god eater and you just you like beat monsters and stuff and another game with god in the title it's called a game called god wars on ps4 which is just a tactical rpg by nas america which i'll just move on from that uh and then the last, the, I got two DS games. The first game is by Square Enix. It's called uh, Children of Mana. It's part of the Mana series, like Secret of Mana, uh, Trials of Mana. Uh, I I don't know anything about this one. You know, it's just another Mana game, an action. I think is this one action RPG like the rest of them. They're just sort of action RPGs, top down. You know, they're pretty fun. I don't know about that one though. The next 3D game is a 3DS game. Is the first party title didn't have Kirby Triple Deluxe. It's just a Kirby game. I didn't have it for some reason. And now I do. Congratulations. <laughs> I know. Uh, then I got three PS2 games. Uh, first one is by Sony themselves, uh, Wild Arms 3, hmm. which is a uh, Wild West-themed uh, Japanese RPG, basically, by Sony. There's wow. About five of these. I know. It's, not, not a lot of people talk about this one for some reason. It looks pretty I've good, never- though. I never heard of it. It looks good. Yeah, there's a couple ones. Uh, next one I got is uh, Taito Legends 2, which is a compilation of a bunch of arcade games. It's got a bunch of like Space Invader-type games on it. Dar- Darius Gaiden, which is like a shoot 'em up Puzzle Bobble, which is Bust a Move. Uh, Dungeon Magic. Uh, what's, what's on, what else is on your, like... Yeah, a bunch of obscure ones. Kick, Legend of Kage. A bunch of obscure, just Taito, you know, arcade games. That I like. Well, some people don't know what they are. Uh, then the last PS2 game is. Ever heard of the Ten- Tenchu Fatal Shadows? Uh, part it's the stealth. Uh, it's a stealth uh, ninja game by From Software. It's a, it was a pretty big series. I think the last one's on 360. This one was uh, published by Sega, though. Uh, I don't know anything about it. About oh. it. it was kind of pricey, and I was like, you know, got to pick it up. So I was like, hey, that looks pretty cool. And then the last games I got are all on PS1. I'll go through a few of these real quick. Uh, this one's by, published by Capcom. It's called the Buster Bros Collection. Essentially, it's an arcade game where like you're like 2D. We have a gun and stuff, and you like you just shoot like these balloons in the air, these balls, and they they go into smaller balls, bounce around, and you have to like shoot them until you clear the stages. It's a fun one. It's interesting. Uh, the next one is this. Call a game called Destegra. It's a uh, uh, it's a fighting game by the same people who made uh, Dynasty Warriors, which is the first Dynasty Warriors. Which, if you didn't know, the first Dynasty, you know how Dynasty Warriors is like you know Hyrule Warriors. First Dynasty Warriors is actually a fighting game. No one, a lot of people don't know that. Really weird. <laughs> I didn't know that and, either. Yeah, and the next game is something obscure. It's got a weird ass cover. It's like a weird platformer. It's called. Fix the advent the adventure. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like weird. I don't. I don't know. Another, another PlayStation game. Uh, then the next one, like the last three. Well, this one's called. Ever heard of the Monster Rancher series? It's Monster nope. Rancher Two. I I can't say I've heard of it. It's sort of like. It's like a. Uh, it has an animated series. I'm thinking about it, but uh, look, it's sort of like a cross of like a to- Tomagotchi and like. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
a Pokemon-ish sort of, because it's basically you uh you you get monsters and you have to like train them, but you don't actually you don't actually like play. You just watch them train and you you sort of just take care of them and like and then eventually they fight. It's sort of like a sort of, sort of like a Tomagotchi in a way. I don't know where you look at it, but another cool feature is to make monsters. You actually can put in music CDs. Mm-hmm. Just different ones, then I'll make different monsters depending on the CD you put in, which is really interesting. <laughs> it's always randomly generated that way. And then the last two is a two fighting games, uh, Samurai Showdown 3 on the PlayStation 1, which is part of the Samurai Showdown series by SNK. So it was originally on the Neo Geo. Just a beautiful-looking uh, weapon-based 2D fighter with pretty 2D graphics. Pretty good. I suck at it. And then the last game is a RPG. Uh, it's the best-selling, the best-selling PlayStation One game in Japan. I think it still is PlayStation One game at least. Dragon Warrior Seven, which is a uh, made by Enix. Uh, it's a, this game is like one of the longest RPGs ever made. I think it's like over a hundred hours to beat this game. <laughs> got that. Mm. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's got a lot of interesting things. It looks, Looks pretty. It's got that Akira Toriyama art artwork, and uh, you know, the Dragon yeah. Warrior, and uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's something that always stood out about that series is, like, it, it felt the cover art for those games always felt like it was Dragon Ball related, because I could think yeah. of a couple games that had artwork that like this looks like he's a, a Dragon Ball character, so, you know. I had a feeling it would it was like made by a curatorial <laughs> or something like that. Dude, you're cutting out again. Yeah, so that, that's it. Uh, okay, well, we're having technical problems, <laughs> oh. and I'm extremely oh. tired. So I think we're just gonna call off this podcast for tonight. I, Jared, I, I'd say f- give your final thoughts, but it looks like you're having connection issues. So and oh that well the, now that, that, you can't, yeah that was the it, end of it anyway so it's a, that was the, that was the end of it anyway so at least to cut out at a good time. <laughs> All right, well that's good, but like your audio is cutting in and out, so I think between the fact that I'm tired and you're just we're having yeah, connection issues, I think I'd say it's a good time to just end the podcast. So everyone, it was good seeing you. Yeah, we'll catch you all later. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to watch the Tom and Jerry Gaming Show, be sure to check it out on the Tom Boom YouTube channel. We premiere new episodes every Saturday at 6.15pm and we'll go up on other podcast platforms like this one shortly afterwards. I'll see you all next time.